You're listening to Spotlight on Business on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Welcome back to Spotlight on Business 2023. Our first, uh, actually, is it the first program? No, it's the second because uh, Nick Weiss was here on New Year's Day. So Angie Rockenpaw is here because once you buy your home, you sometimes need a designer to make it beautiful. Angie Rockenpaw has been in the interior design business for many years in Michiana. And her address for her showroom where you can go in and actually meet her and see all that she has to uh, potentially place in your home is at 224 South Main Street, Elkhart, Indiana. And uh, you can find her online at im321.com. Design. We thought it would be fun, Angie. Um, maybe we'll include John Zimney in on this. You know, he helps us produce the show. And we were talking about and laughing before we started the show about you had found an article on the on the fifty worst oh, design yeah. mistakes or something over yeah. the last fifty years. Well, tell me that. Yeah. So I thought it would be kind of fun. Well, you guys brought it up, so I think that's even funnier. But the worst interior design mishaps of the f- past fifty years have been revealed. And going through the list, it's so funny because when I walk into people's homes, it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) they're still there. But anyways, it's fun. And it's kind of fun to rehash some of them because I'm hoping by now a lot of this is extinct. But but if not, please don't take offense. Yeah. If you still love it, that's fine. If we're just (laughs) to each their own, it's we're not uh, trying to criticize anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to go through all 50 because we don't have time. But um, so I have to say what was on top of the list um, was the toilet rugs and the furry toilet seat covers. And yeah, so that just makes me think of, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s where, you know, that was kind of a thing um, because we did, it was bad enough that we had carpet. It wasn't enough that we had the carpeted bathrooms, but then we added the bath rugs around the toilet because, yeah. you know, that's sanitary. So <laughs> especially when you have boys, I mean, come on. So, oh, yeah, and you have two. It, yes. totally, yeah. it totally reminds me of my mother-in-law. May she rest in peace. <laughs> but her, her bathroom, she had uh, pink walls. Yes. But then she also had black and white tile. And then she had baby blue carpet. And then she had this dark... It was, I don't know if it was like shag or fur, but it was around, it was on the toilet seat and then around the toilet. Yes. Yes. It was one of those accessory pieces that every person should have in their bathroom. And, and then we got laughing about the spongy toilet seat itself. Yeah. I always wanted one of those growing up. I thought that was the epitome of luxury to have a cushiony toilet seat. I could never understand what those, why you would want that. Because to me, it's like when I sit down, I don't want to feel like I'm sinking in. Well, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, when they crack and then you go to sit down and then it's like, like yeah, lacerations. Yeah. 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 Like a paper cut, only it was your toilet seat. Yes. Interior design faux pas starting in the toilet. Oh, my gosh. Yes. There's one. There's another one that I think about because this was kind of if you all remember the late mid to late 80s, early 90s when Waverly was a thing was the chintz. I don't know if you all remember the chintz. Yes. Floral everything. Yeah. And ruffly. Ruffles. Ruffles have ridges on your sofas, on your curtains. Mm -hmm. Yes. On the valances and the dining room. Yep. The swags and jabots and the florals. And then those were paired with plaid, with stripe, with solids and Oh, sweet Moses. It was a lot going on in there. (laughs) (laughs) They went the way of, I think, the uh, the cushiony 
toilet seat. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, John, you were t- saying offline about something that some friend of, friends well, of your did. Now, this is a little bit more engineering. It's not something you can change as you know quickly. But hearing Angie talk, I mean, I thought about some friends of mine, and I sure hope they're not listening. So I'm going to preface it with that. But they went to expand their laundry room. And so they had these great plans and they're kind of do it themselves, you know, fix them uppers. And my wife and I, we've gotten over to their house before and we've always been kind of amazed by the stuff that they take on. And it's like, wow, that turned out really nice and looks really good. And then we go home and then my wife says to me, I sure wish you could do stuff like that. And then I'm like, <laughs> hey, why do it myself when I, when I can hire it done? Because I'm like one of those guys. Uh, not very handy to have around the house, to say the least. But uh, we went over to their house and... Uh, and she's like, yeah, check out our laundry room. And I'm like, oh, wow, this looks really nice. It's so much bigger and you got it decorated real nice. And she goes, yeah. She goes, it's a hazard because we're going to put our house up for sale now that we've done all this renovation to it. And we were told that our house is not making code because we took out a beam. I don't know what they call it. Is it like a load-bearing wall or they something? They took out a load-bearing wall. They did that. And so they had to rebuild it. And it was a gigantic mess. I will say their laundry room, their expanded laundry room looked really, really nice. But it was they, just unsafe. They were, get, yeah, while they, they were doing the a, laundry. They, they had to bring in a contractor mm-hmm. and it was a very, very expensive thing to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's what we were talking about in the first segment about how yeah. we think sometimes that doing it ourselves, we're going to save the money that way. And hiring an interior designer is just maybe extra mm-hmm. that you'd rather put towards a new sofa or something. But that's when you kind of realize, you know, maybe it's better to take the expense and the time to have a, a real mm-hmm. expert in. It's like trying to sell your own house instead of getting a broker because you want to save that realtor fee. But then you find yourself in a legal mess because you didn't do something right on the paperwork. So oh, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But but everything else they've always done, you know, turned out pretty good. But then, you know, my wife and I, we went home and then she's like, wow, I wonder what else in their house is a disaster that we're, that it looks nice, but we just don't know that it's up to code. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Those minor details, like yeah. load bearing walls. And as an interior designer are are you do you understand code and and what's legal and not legal for it in in general for the most part i mean there's times where it's like you know i if i want to remove a wall i don't just say oh we can do it i do get a second opinion i mean i can kind of tell from like where it rests in the house and where the roof line is and all mm-hmm. of that but i'm not going to assume either because oh. That's kind of major. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't imagine how your friends felt when they realized. Oh, what they were done. horrified. Because that were, is a major, major yeah. ordeal. And you'd already put everything back together. And then to find out that now you got to tear it all yeah. apart. And also to find out that, you know, you got three bedrooms upstairs exactly. that, you know, at Could any come given crashing moment. Down. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's like a, a, a living nightmare. Yeah. Angie, I was thinking, I want to ask a question about this because I don't know how people, you know, what they feel about wallpaper these days. But I do watch HTTV, and I don't pretend to, you know, get all excited and think I'm going to do what they do on those television shows. But I see differing opinions right now about wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see people, some designers say, this isn't your grandfather's wallpaper because mm-hmm. there's like new wallpaper that looks really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but then I see like on this list of the 50 biggest, you know, faux pas of the past, you know, decorating half century, wallpaper and wallpaper borders on the list. Oh my word. And yeah. I think back to 
when my wife and I, we bought our first house in 1993, we had a friend Mm -hmm. who helped my wife decorate and she was into wallpaper. Yeah. She was so into wallpaper at her house. Every room was wallpapered. Every room had wallpaper border. And she was starting to do that to our house. And I told yeah. my wife, I said, stop with your friend already. <laughs> we got enough wallpaper mm-hmm. going on in Where's here. Where's Angie Rockenball when you need her? <laughs> yeah. But then I hear that. But, well, I don't hear it, but I see on like it's some of these. It's coming back. Yeah. On some of these shows that it's coming back. It's coming back. What, what do you say about wallpaper, Angie? I love it. However. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the wallpaper that we had in from the 70s to the early 90s. I think what killed wallpaper, especially in our area, is, you know, in the 80s, mid to late 80s, early 90s, we were in this building boom mm-hmm. that they couldn't build houses fast enough. One, I think, this is my opinion, I could be wrong, but one of the ways that decorators then made their money was selling wallpaper. So the whole house got wallpapered. One of the issues that came up was as a result of the demand and whatnot is that it was the walls were never prepped properly. Mm. And so you've got this generation of people that are saying there will never be one stick of wallpaper in our house for the rest of our lives because of the nightmare it was getting it off the walls. Um, So the walls weren't prepped properly, you know, and so it comes off. It may take the drywall with it. It may come off in one inch pieces. Wow. There's yeah, there is a subdivision in, in my area that was completely wallpapered. Uh oh. And most of those people will say, I will never put wallpaper back in this house because they can't get it off the walls. Right. And it's also so personal that when yeah. you, for resale, yeah. the last when I go into a house, there was a house that I was looking at before I got the one I had, and it was fully wallpapered in Victorian mm-hmm. yeah. style. Oh my yeah. gosh. Every room was a different flower pattern. and But it wasn't from the 1800s that you want to keep because it's kind of quaint and interesting. It was 1990. Yeah, it was 1990 version of it. Mm-hmm. And literally, I said, wallpaper mitigation would have to be in the contract. Like, you're going to pay to get it off because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not doing it because it well, could cost thousands yes, of dollars and to I'll, get someone's wallpaper Exactly. Off. And there's a lot of homes that were built in that era that when you walked into the foyer, it was a two-story foyer, you know, oh. it was this grand foyer, they're all wallpapered. And that turned a lot of people off as far as buying the house because all they saw was, is we got to get this wallpaper off. And you're right. It was a lot of money. I never use wallpaper because I collect art. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, my focal point on the walls, I want to be my artwork. Sure. So that's what I just I'll paint it a color, but mm-hmm. I will not put anything else on yeah. it because I mm-hmm. want to showcase my my. But when paintings. I use wallpaper, it's more for the textural effect. Okay. So so when does wallpaper work? It works when you're trying to create a, an area where you're trying to create texture. You're trying to add another layer, and. I use it more as from an organic standpoint. You know, I'm one that when I design, I'm always thinking about bringing the outside in because I feel like nature is so important in our design. Um, So if I'm going to put wallpaper on the wall, it's going to be more as a backdrop. Um, There are times, though, where it may be an accent wall, depending on how it's used. Like I'll use it in a master bedroom behind a bed. You know, that wall just maybe have some really fun wallpaper but it's one wall, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, but it, it's, it's part of pulling the whole space together. I, I, I think you, 
I'd like to use my cake analogy here. You're you're talking a nice light coating of frosting, not yes. that heavy stuff that you get at a lot of stores, that right. heavy frosting, but just like a nice light coating or like you said, an accent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I use it. It's not like, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, I think people just got sick to death of it, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because it was overused. I apologize for bringing up such a controversial topic. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> the best, the best oh. was though, was the, the fuzzy yeah, oh, the, the flocking. It, what, is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. I thought it was velour or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah and, and there was like paisley and they, oh, you could rub it. I know it what you're talking like, about. Yeah, yeah. 1970s, like yeah. 60s and 70s. Oh, oh, yeah, it was fantastic. And then that mixed with foil. I mean, it was fantastic. Oh, my, oh, my goodness. Shag rugs. Well, oh, yeah, that's you, out. If you want more expert advice and you want somebody who really knows what they're doing <laughs> to come in and make your house look new, brand new, feel new and all the good things. Hiring Angie Rockenbaugh from Interior Motives by 321 in Elkhart, Indiana is truly, it'll be a gift to yourself in 2023. Really, you don't have to move or sell the house. You can just make it look different, better, and more more you. And uh, she's always available. She's been around for many years, although she looks so young. It's amazing how much experience she actually has. But go check out her showroom at 224 South Main Street in Elkhart, Indiana, or visit her online at im321.design. That's im321.design. Angie, Happy New Year. Thank you for being here. It's been a lot of fun. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. You're listening to Spotlight on Business. We'll see you next week. I'm Laura Smith. If you missed any part of today's show, log on to 953mnc.com and look for the Spotlight on Business podcast. Be sure to tune in again next Sunday afternoon at 4.30 for Spotlight on Business on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station.